0: After two weeks, we are back. Uh, Hello. Hello. That's a new voice I hear. We have some exciting news for you people.
1: Ooh. We have a new member.
2: (laughs) That's who it is.
3: It's Britney, bitch.
2: And I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) It's better than Britney, it's me, Axa at your horror
0: service Ooh! at your horror service i like that it sounds good it's got a good ring oh yeah to keep in the swing of things do you want to get into your intro story about how you got into horror films your
1: top three horror films if you can remember your first horror film as well
2: wow okay i honestly wasn't prepared for this but i'll go for it I f- represent yourself. I'm a represent. I think I got into horror. I think my older cousins used to watch it a lot when we were really young kids and we used to always get sent to their house. So I remember watching like Chucky when I was four and being terrified. Hi,
3: I'm Chucky and I'm your friend to the end.
2: So I feel like I was quite, you know, I think I'm quite numb to horror now, but I think my cousins definitely got me into it. So shout out the Qureshi's. Yeah, I remember watching Chucky being really young and then being terrified of dolls since then at a young age, so, you know.
0: Oh, still to this day, you have a legit fear of dolls?
2: I mean, I think they're kind of creepy. I never liked getting Barbies or anything like that. I think I definitely ripped the heads off some of my sister's Barbies when we were kids. <laughs> I think it all comes from Chucky. Um,
0: <laughs> what, the first Child's Play
1: film? Yeah. Or the, or the Bride of Chucky, the- Hey, Raggedy Ann. You looked in the mirror lately? Now's not the time to get picky. Hm. The one where he
0: has not a wife.
2: The of- not the bride. No, 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 not the bride of Chucky. It was the first one. Oh, okay. Child's play. The dawn, play. Of, Chucky <laughs> the dawn of Chucky. That's the prequel. <laughs> <still gonna> make. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I don't know. My top four horror films. Well, you missed you know missed the
1: first two episodes. So was there any underrated horror films that you would have put in?
2: the first two episodes i don't know i don't know the sequels one i'm not sure about i think you guys did that one pretty good i mean the classics obviously like halloween what's the boogeyman
1: as a matter of fact it was
2: and all of the other ones i don't really know what was the first episode we
1: did underrated underrated,
2: underrated horror yeah. films yeah there's many underrated horror films. It's just like thinking of one now is, you know, i got to rack my brain.
0: <laughs> so just a few things. The lovely AXA will be with us for the rest of the episode and the rest of the series. The Power of Three.
3: The Power of Three will set us free. The Power of Three will set us free. The Power of Three will set us
2: free. Yes.
0: And if you hadn't a guess from that charmed reference, this episode will be on Witches. <laughs> And it's going to be a two-parter too.
1: Yeah, we're giving you a two-parter. Yeah, we missed we missed last week, so we're giving you a two-parter this week.
0: You better be grateful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just a few things as well. spoke to my manager and she it's all good to film in the Everyman screen. Yes. However, <laughs> because now we're going into Tier 3, it's a no-go for now.
2: <laughs> so
0: it might be somewhat longer in the making.
2: Oh no.
1: <laughs> I also wanna say since our since our last two episodes we have listeners in South Africa in Peru in Brazil and in America in Texas and in Washington.
2: Yes, Texas. Hold it down. We've gone
1: international. We have gone international.
2: <laughs> international
0: it's true it's true and on twitter how many people do we
1: have i think 319 followers on twitter 120 that's crazy that's insane
0: well thank you so much people that's it's very humbling thank you
2: thank you for the love and support
0: so how's everyone been anything interesting happened
2: horror collective community i think we're in our own horror film right now 2020 slash covid i think this is
1: unfriended free
2: yeah <laughs> the podcast <laughs> who will die first
1: oh
0: but what's that new um that new seance film that they've uh, done on zoom the I host, host? host?
1: <laughs>
0: not the korean monster movie
1: yeah a new a new, a new film f- yeah 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 i haven't
0: seen oh, it oh
2: yeah zoom must be raking it in yeah <laughs>
0: Well, literally, everyone can use Zoom now, It doesn't matter how old you are. Interesting, because uh, there's been a lot of uh, horror movies made around COVID, about COVID, so it yeah. interesting to see how uh, COVID shapes horror.
2: I'm rubbing the crystal ball as we speak, getting ready. <laughs> <laughs>
3: a witch! A witch!
0: Very cool episode this week, we're going to be discussing witchcraft and witches. In movies, and I think I can. I'm speaking for all three of us. That it's a, it's an interest for all, for all of us. Very really juicy topic. Mm-hmm. And like we mm-hmm. said before, it's going to be a two-part episode because there's, there's a lot to cover. So in the first episode, we're going to be discussing traditional witchcraft and representations in films that we can find. And the second episode will be about witchcraft in the modern day, about how it's manifested and represents itself. So I feel it would be good to lay out what we mean one where you talk about traditional witchcraft and just lay out some of the
2: history. Yeah. Yep. Which is pretty gruesome. Yeah,
1: it's not like we're getting into the ancient, ancient origins of witchcraft, but when witchcraft became almost illegal in Europe and in America, which has what estimates of up to 100,000 people being...
2: I think it was actually more than that. I think it got into the millions... Of how many little no, killed? No, really? yeah, no
1: way. 100%. I've seen estimates of 40,000, but I've seen the biggest one I saw 100,000. Millions is crazy. That's...
2: I don't think millions is crazy. Thinking over the years it spanned and how crazy men were on hunting women, must I add, I think you know, <laughs> no, it's must true. millions.
1: <laughs> no, I doubt millions. Millions, no, it's true. Millions it's is true. a crazy no, truly estimate.
0: It's true, it's true. You know, the, the amount of women. And young girls that were murdered just at the drop of a hat it was really born out of one man's pathological hatred towards women mm. nobody respects women more than donald trump that i can tell you and even to this day you have really ugly stereotypes which were made up by uh, was it, uh Henrik kramer who was basically a dodgy politician who tried his best to rise to the top and ended up writing what was it the uh, Maleficus Maricarum,
2: or whatever it was called. Oh, the Manifesto on How to Hunt Witches.
0: Uh, yeah, basically. yeah. The, right? The whole bedrock of that was just this really pernicious
2: attitude. He's that, an um... incel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just an incel. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. the story is, his wife divorces him, or something like that goes on. He's mad, goes on a rampage, writes this manifesto, gets it approved by a crazy pope. And then claims that it was a, approved by the, the Pope at the time, which it wasn't. And then sends it out, and by this time it's like like already distributed in Europe. So all of these like you know like police officers and whatever the people are of those times are like, yeah, now we know how to hunt witches. Now it's this mass hysteria, and they can't even pull the book back. And that I feel like that's mm. how it started. Mm. just a really butt hurt man. <laughs>
1: Well, I think it was a bunch of things, really. The term, the term mass hysteria, comes from this. Yeah. You start, uh, everyone, everyone uh, believes in this nonsense that you're all getting paranoid. You're all accusing your neighbours, your friends, family. Like it's crazy how this thing spread, even into.
2: Everyone's quite scared. Yeah. But it was the fear of God and the fear of Christianity, mm-hmm. and it's when I think around that time. It was just like, everyone was Christian in Europe and they were really trying to push out paganism and all other sort of like... THE POWER OF CHRIST <laughs>
3: that THE POWER, power OF Christ, CHRIST COMPELS YOU!
2: I don't know, earthly religions of the time, so mm-hmm. Christianity came in with this hard leather boots and was like, no one else can exist but us, <laughs> basically.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, I still think it's kind of ironic that uh, Christianity borrowed some pagan traditions, sort of adopted it while trying to write yeah. it out. You know, it was an amalgamation of, of things. I think people were still upset about the Black Plague and trying to scapegoat some cause on that. And people thought that lax attitudes from the um, religious elite brought on this bad luck and this bad plague. And it wasn't until Joan of Arc was birthed.
1: Joan of Arc is claimed, yeah, to claim to be like the first person that was under the european like legal code that was uh like the witch whole whole witch burning thing is more of a myth that's pushed they were m- most likely ha- hung or executed which
2: i think only like um, elite witches were yeah. burned probably yeah like the scariest which yeah. most dangerous
3: <laughs>
1: but it's also that the, their their yeah. ways of like their drowning women and being like oh well if they if they or pushing them off a cliff if they fly away if they float they
2: the drowning one's crazy because it's if you drown um and if you drown and die you're innocent then you're you're innocent but if you live then you're a witch so either way yeah there's no way for women to survive it's just
1: just well if you're actually a witch you could should be able to fly away
2: true <laughs> you know on your broom that is on your broom <laughs> you know, even
0: denying you were a witch somehow meant you were you know, in league with the devil
2: yeah
1: confess confess you have to confess
2: oh. and you were tortured yeah. until you did exactly and, i mean until you did
0: exactly and most people gave in because the torture was yeah. just so horrific
2: they'd make up lies like yes i did kiss the devils behind and fornicate him with him into the night sky and they're like yes yes thank you so much now we're gonna kill you. As <laughs> <laughs> your reward, thank you. For
3: being
1: also, on earlier you were saying—is <laughs> there any man. news that I just remembered? Disney recently had like a press announcement thing where they announced all these new TV shows and films, and they also announced Hocus Pocus Two. Hocus Pocus into the night. They love to fly <gasps> to screens.
2: I'm so glad it's not a remake and a part two. Yeah, because that would be. What do you? Twenty years? 20,
1: like 90s. Years. Maybe more than yeah, more than twenty years probably.
2: Yeah. Nineties
1: film. They
0: like this now. They're doing like a second Beetlejuice, you know, twenty-five years on. Is of... the
2: second Beetlejuice coming out? I wonder if Winona Ryder is still in it. Apparently. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice.
3: Beetlejuice
0: showtime would be interested to see if uh michael keaton is still alive (laughs) shake
1: shake shake sonora shake it all the time
2: it all the time
0: oh it's such a good soundtrack talking about figures i saw one that said five hundred thousand were killed
2: five hundred that's crazy. Maybe That's yeah. crazy. Maybe I was so shocked at how many people died, like, I over-exaggerated it in my own mind. I mean, I can imagine at the time, it
0: was it was quite hard to, to keep a record of who died from what. Um, and I'm, yeah. I can imagine most people died quite young, you know. And it, Even if you did live beyond 30, yeah. they'd probably kill you <laughs> anyway, because you were a witch.
2: Exactly. I reckon they'd kill you for anything if you were a witch, like, if you were too pretty. You're bewitching people by your beauty, so therefore it's you're It's true, yeah, it's true. Basically, anything that you could do as a woman, you'll probably get executed for and be called a witch.
0: <laughs> not a witch! I'm not a witch! But you are just as one.
2: They dressed me up like this, <laughs> it, it, and this isn't my nose; it's a false one.
0: It's sad. It's sad, and and unfortunately, it's still true to this day. You have these pernicious stereotypes. You know, there's something really like vulgar. You know, you know about the guy who recently came out at Eton, who is a teacher and he's teaching his five you know, five year old students who, who you know that the patriarchy doesn't exist and he's uploading videos about how women are, are witch like and they will talk and they will gossip and they'll spread malicious rumours to ruin men. It's it's just vulgar.
2: Sounds medieval. I think it just sounds like a bunch of like insecure old Sounds people.
1: like Lawrence Fox
0: <laughs> Oh fuck that guy. He's such oh a God. smug arsehole. Sorry, who is he? Who is he? Before all of this, I never heard who he was. He was just some crap actor on daytime TV, and now... No, no one did. No one had
1: heard of him until he just... Yeah. Let's not even give him airtime. Let's forget we even mentioned it.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Lawrence Fox, if you're listening, go fuck yourself. Stop listening to this podcast. Ruka, what was the name of that party, the Reclaim Party, which just sounds fascist in tone? Oh, wow.
2: That sounds fucked, yeah. Not good.
3: a big denier that racism and you know you should actually ask other people whether there is racism not you because like it I know it's very hard for you to be such a privileged white man
2: All I want to say is um, I think my favourite sort of imagery of witchcraft when I was younger was I think it was like the BBC animated version of is it Macbeth, where at the beginning scene you have the three witches and they're going bubble, bubble, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bubble. yeah bubble, like bubble, for me, when yeah, I was a kid, yeah, yeah. I thought that was terrifying. By the clicking of my thumbs, something
3: wicked this way comes.
0: <laughs> How now, you secret black and midnight hags? What is to do? A deed
2: without mm-hmm. your name.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. Macbeth is actually my favourite Shakespeare play, hundred percent. Yeah, agreed. It's got a little bit of everything in there.
2: Yeah, Shakespeare knew how to do it.
0: He did. He really did.
2: What were your
1: guys' films that didn't make the list? Uh, there was like more bait ones that we don't pick that we might pick for another date. That are like are like Black Sunday.
0: In the 17th century, Satan was abroad on the earth.
2: There was this really there's this like Zambian film which is called I am not a witch and it's about this girl denounces this young girl as a witch and it's sort of like how how her trajectory of her life like goes from then on in this like remote village in Zambia. But yeah I really like that one. I am not a witch. It's called I am not a witch yeah. It's not a horror film though
1: is it? It's, It's like a serious drama no?
2: It's, yeah, it's more like a serious serious drama, so it's yeah, it's about a young girl that gets called a witch, like a teenage girl, and it's sort of, like, how her journey from then on is within, like, her community, and it looks pretty sad, and I guess, oh like, I guess in parts of Africa and places where they might still practice, like, certain styles of witchcraft and black magic, it can either be, like, quite good or seen as, you know, completely ostracized from the community kind of vibe i don't know look pretty interesting
3: rated x team по мотивам одноименной повести Николая Гоголя «Ви» сценарий и постановка под руководством известного режиссера Александра Птушко Фильм фильме «Ви» Наталья Варлей и Леонид Куравлев «Ведьма! «Ведьма!» Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: and that was the trailer for v released in 1967 it's considered one of the first uh soviet produced horror films and uh soviet horror is is quite hard to come by there wasn't a lot of soviet made horror films but this is this is sometimes erroneously claimed as the only soviet horror film but there were a few others made after uh, especially in the 70s and 80s, but this 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 film, released in 1967, um directed by Konstantin Yershov and Georgi Kropachov. Yeah, it's based on a story of the same name, V V I Y, not just V, like V for Vendetta. It's based on a story of the same night name by uh Nikolai Gogol, who's uh uh, Russian novelist of Ukrainian origins, and the story is partly influenced by uh, Russian and Ukrainian folklore, but it's mostly his invention. And it, this film, this story was previously very, very loosely adapted, was saying earlier, by uh, Mario Bava for his seminal film, 1960 film Black Sunday. But uh, V is far more more faithful to the original source material. Um, It also had in in its credits, Alexander uh, Tushko, who's dubbed like the Russian Walt Disney. Uh, He was involved in this project, serving as co-writer with both directors and art director. And he was like involved in most of the early Soviet animation and fantasy films. Uh, So the plot of this film, A young priest is ordered to preside over the wake of someone who's suspected to be a witch in the church of a remote village for three nights. And he has only his faith to protect him. And this, it's, it's, hmm, how to explain? It's quite comical. Um, it's shot in beautiful Technicolor and the film uses various camera tricks and creative editing to highlight the horror the protagonist faces. It, 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 it's, yeah, I would say it's the um, other than the final scene which showcases the horror and uh, uses quite uh, creative uh, special effects for the time that still hold up today. Um, most of it is is almost like a black comedy and it it's almost starts off as a buddy comedy of these three young priests who are looking for shelter and they come across this old lady and they almost bully her into letting them stay and then it turns out this old lady is 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 the witch there's a a face-off with the priest and the witch and the witch dies but then it turns out the witch had swapped bodies with uh, a powerful man's daughter and she in her dying wish names this priest and asks by name by name to for him to watch over her and that he's told if he does it he'll get paid rewardly with um handsomely with like gold but if he doesn't he'll also get a 100 lashes so <laughs> he'll get if he does, and he'll get punished if he doesn't. And he really has no interest in doing it. He's not even a good priest. He barely knows the scripture. And he's scared. <laughs> he's very scared. Before every night, he has the the lady of the, the women of the village feed him, and they serve him like a thirty five centiliter bottle of vodka as well with all his meals. He barely eats. Chugs down the vodka before every night. It's a really cool film. It's very surreal, and it it's like um similar to Houseu, with just less. It's vi- a
2: beautiful fantasy.
1: It is a beautiful fantasy. It's very similar to Houseu if it was less violent and more religious, and it's a a European. Sh- yeah, and it's a shame that uh there's not as many Soviet horror films because they this one's brilliant uh george lucas said in an interview he almost envies russian directors even though the censors wouldn't allow them to criticize the government they are almost more free in the films they make rather rather than this commercialization of hollywood and there's a certain type of film you have to make whereas the russian directors are far more free in their artistic expression it's a very cool film and I, I i'd highly recommend it it's streaming on shudder if anyone wants to watch it you can watch it and it's not even that long what is it about 77 minutes 80 minutes 80 minute film always film that's under 90 minutes like yes that's always a major plus what did what did you guys think
2: i absolutely love the film i thought it was brilliant it wasn't terrifying but i think it like definitely kept me interesting with like you think it might be boring because it's like felt it was filmed so long ago and it's a soviet film you think because there's not much horrors come out of there you're not you don't know what to expect but it was actually mm-hmm. fantastic and the and like the sort of like camera tricks for the time and the animation and all of that the special effects they used for the film i thought was i was almost shocked i was like i didn't expect any of this and it was really good and the music was amazing the music's
0: very good and the last 10 minutes goes completely insane and even the opening with the with the priests standing outside the monastery is just really wonderfully framed. Mm. <laughs> you know, when, when he gets to the town where the witches died and <laughs> everyone's just heavily drinking. It it it's a really the film's very wacky. Yeah, it's very very much like House. And when she wakes up, she's like flying around in this surfboard coffin. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's very wacky.
2: Well, um, yeah. Don't you think the 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 person they casted for the actual like the old scary looking witch in the oh the hag the old hag quite terrifying quite terrifying that is what I I think of when I think of an old witch hag is that one but
1: also the young witch but the young witch also also had that like that witching beauty of a witch as well Um, played by Natalia varley she does a she does a really great job the young witch and the old witch both. The part
2: and the if they were related,
1: <laughs> yeah. The uh, the creature V, who the who's basically the name is after this gorgo creature, the head of these gorgoes. Um, he is terrifying, absolutely. And he, his uh, eyelids are so heavy that he needs other creatures to lift them for him,
2: yeah. At the beginning, where they not the beginning, but in the film, when they all of the other demons from the underworld sort of come yeah like, you know or his hype men before he comes out <laughs> yeah it's just like everyone's waiting for this v and all the other ghouls are like he's coming he's coming and then you see him and you're like yeah shit, i wouldn't want to fuck with him either yeah it kind of reminds me of like the last five minutes i think i think the whole film was great i think the end of the film was kind of like it got more hysterical and like you got more trapped in this weird world.
0: Yeah, the ending goes completely, you know, it just the ending totally takes over the guy's psyche. Yeah, it's a really wonderfully shot, atmospheric, oddball, quirky little movie.
2: Yeah. yeah. I feel like it reminded I me agree. a bit of like Pan's Labyrinth. I think it reminded me a bit of like Pan's Labyrinth with like the animation, like near the end with all like the creatures and like, mm. I feel like. Is it Guillermo del Toro? I feel like if he yeah. hasn't said he took inspo from it, I feel like he definitely has. Definitely did, yeah.
0: What would you give it out of 10?
1: Um, also, I've, I've thought about this of like the scoring system. I honestly think it should be abolished until we actually <laughs> review films. It's just, and out of 10 is a bit of, it's crazy. I think five. Five makes more sense. Five stars. Out of 10, All a right, bit crazy. I'll go with the
2: five. Okay. I'll go yeah. with the five. But I'm not saying I'm giving this five. So I still have to think
1: about it. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably give it um, four stars. Ooh. But like I said, I don't even, I honestly think we should save the rating system for when we actually review films. When we do stuff like this, we just recommend it. And if it's got okay. a recommendation, it's At least it's gonna have like, it's certified. It's certified fresh tomatoes, you know? I hear that. Certified by
3: us, (laughs) certified by all ages of horror.
2: I feel feel like, especially with V, I don't know why, when I was watching it, I feel like I'd watch this with my little cousins, because I feel like it was scary, but still scary enough and animated enough to watch with like, I don't know, all ages? Mm, Yeah. I don't know what the rating on the film is. I don't know what the rating on the film is but it didn't give me like straight up kids movie vibes but i think the sort of like playful characteristics of it i was like i feel like i could watch this with my younger sisters or you know something like that and i really loved it so it's a definite watch from me watch it Mm. And that was the trailer for Hagazusa, A Heathen's Curse. It came out in 2017 and was directed by Lucas, I'm going to try to say his last name, Fiegelfeld, Fiegelfeld. It's set in the 15th century in Germany, and it was actually a co-production between Germany and Austria. It premiered first at the um, Fantastic Fest in Austin, Texas in 2017 and apparently it was produced as his graduation film and he used like i guess his own money and then crowdfunded the rest of it to make all of it which i thought was pretty cool (laughs) um so i think overall the film it's set in like a really sort of isolated um town up in the mountains in germany somewhere and it the beginning of the film is quite eerie. Like it starts off with this mother and a young girl sort of walking through the snow. And it looks like, you know, they're trying to catch, go home before like night falls. And they run into this strange man that sort of like calls them a witch. And the mother sort of, mother sort of ignores it. And they're like, okay, well, let's just go back to our cabin. And it's sort of like the whole film is about, you know what it would have felt like to be called a witch in the 15th century and how life would have felt like and the emotions you would have gone through as you know being ostracized from the community and living far away from everyone and stuff like that so the film is actually split up into four different acts and they're called shadow horn blood and fire and i guess they're sort of different chapters in this young girl's life so in the first chapter in shadows you see Obviously they go into the house and at night, there's sort of like this loud banging going on and they open the door and what looks like these four men dressed in um, goat skins. And when you first see them, you think they're the witches and they're holding all these fire sticks. And they're actually, it turns out that they've come to tell the woman and the young girl to get out of town. They say they're gonna burn the house down. And they're like shouting like witch slurs at her and the mother sort of like ignores it and just like you know turns them away and then after that night where the townsmen tell the the mother and the daughter to go away for being witches basically um the woman the mother starts to fall ill and she's bedridden so a priest and a, like a priest a doctor and a nun come to come to visit her they undress her and see that she's got huge I'm going to say it looks like the plague like buboids and they decide that she's too far gone and they sort of abandon the girl and the witch and then the mother starts to get more hysterical starts to fall more ill and during that sort of like I don't know if I'm giving too much away but sort of like attacks the young girl in a weird sexual way like I think the girl starts her period and the mum sort of like lures her into her bed and like sorts like playing with the blood and the girl sort of gets freaked out and like runs away and then that whole chapter ends with the girl waking up and her mother's missing so she runs into the forest sort of looking for her and finds her mum in the forest under all this sort of like um all these trees covered in snakes lake naked dead and that sort of, like, concludes the first chapter. I think that's probably one of the most interesting parts of the whole film. The whole film overall was quite slow. And I would say, like, boring. It's, I think it's trying to go with the whole, like, minimalist vibe. Like, really concentrating on, like, slow shots of scenery. Which is incredibly beautiful. Like, the cinematography is amazing. But I think for me, personally, it was a lot of just, like, heavy breathing. And it's, like... It does depict, like, a lonely woman in the woods really well because it would be boring. She's got nothing to do there. And it's just her sort of, like, living with herself. And, you know, she sometimes comes across, like, townspeople that sort of, like, shout abuse at her for being a witch. But apart from that, I don't think much happens. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like... (laughs) I feel like throughout throughout the film she also has this baby and this baby sort of comes from nowhere like she doesn't have a husband she lives alone her mum's dead like you sort of start to think where did you get this baby from was it stolen it sort of doesn't make sense and she's takes care of all of these goats by herself and is a single mother but the other weird thing that is quite disturbing to watch in the film is that every time she goes to milk her goat she starts to get quite sexual and aroused and a lot of the film is about this woman being like aroused in really creepy ways whether it's by like blood or you know goats or you know milking and it's it's quite uncomfortable to watch i would say there's one part in the film where she's in town and there are some kids sort of, you know, throwing rocks at her and calling her a witch. And this really young, beautiful woman comes along and tells the kids off and tries to befriend um, the main character. And she starts to become friends with her and then like sort of tells her like, oh, the priest wants you to go see her because he thinks that, you know, you're a bit of a weird woman living up in the woods all alone. And when she goes to see the priest, he hands her, her mother's skull, that is beautifully painted with like roses on it, which is the same sort of roses that the mother used to have on her scarf. And she takes her mum's skull home and she like, you know, surrounds it with all these flowers and like bushery, sort of like makes a weird shrine. And then her friend, her newly made friend comes to visit her, notices the skull. And then the next day, Her baby doesn't want to feed from her anymore. So it's almost like by bringing her mother's skull home, she sort of like brought brought in more witchy, another witchy presence. After, I mean, after her baby sort of like doesn't want, rejects her milk, she starts sort of like hallucinating and going crazy and again starts masturbating again. Because apparently whenever this woman feels a bit weird, she just wants to masturbate. And I think that's a really weird. It's I think it's a really weird thing repressed. that I noticed in the film. She's sexually repressed. She's on her own. Like she's going crazy. And I think, in a way, the whole time I was thinking, I felt sorry for this woman. Like I don't think she's a witch. I think she might have like severe hysteria or like mental health issues, or she might need to see a therapist, which obviously didn't exist in the fifteenth century. So she's just sort of like on her own with this baby, going crazy, masturbating all the time, and like the baby's now rejecting her so she's like gone into this wild hysteria and I think after that she's she's almost like tired of all the townspeople like calling her crazy calling her a witch and she's sort of done with it so she like in a haste like walks to the village's water supply and like throws a poison rat in it and pisses all over it And that was sort of her way of cursing all the townspeople for, like, isolating her in the first place. And then after she's done that, she goes into the woods with her baby all alone and she eats, um, she sees this, um, this sort of, like, these mushrooms with, like, maggots all crawling around it. And she sort of takes one and starts hallucinating. And after hallucination... She's getting more crazy and crazy and then goes and walks into a really, like... I would say something that looks like a swamp and, like, just drowns her baby like it was nothing. Just straight... Oh, no. I'm sorry. No, to be fair, though, it unless you had to
0: watch this film for this
1: podcast, you're not going to make it to the end. Oh, I know you hate this film. Paula. you hate this film, but...
2: I think I... I think... I think the film is really lovely to watch. I think it's like if you're a minim- a minimalist kind of person, you're gonna love it. If you love aesthetics, you're gonna rate it. Bit bit of witchy vibes. It's great on a cold night. But if you want to be scared, I don't think it's the one for you. I think he gave me a lot. Of, like, but it's ASMR not. Got, feels. It's not got.
1: It's not got. It's not like jump scares, but it's tense and it no. feels real. It does feel real. It feels like if I think it's
2: like more like a crazy
1: person that might think they're a witch, other people think they're a witch, that's what it would be like in like middle Europe, like back in the day. Yeah.
2: Like it in is the fifteenth like... century. <gasps> yeah, it is like I Germany's right answer.
1: It is like Germany's answer to the witch. Like the witch, the script was so of the time because most of the script was just th- things taken out from journals and diary entries. Where Yeah, this... he
2: did a lot of research.
1: Yeah, whereas this whereas I feel like there's yeah. very little there's very little script. There's almost not hardly any talking.
2: Yeah, I could probably count on my hands how many times oh, someone oh spoke. And it was I think I was waiting for the whole film for something to happen, and it was only sort of right until the end where I got that sort of like satisfaction of like, okay, yeah, that was worth watching it, and that was scary and this is creepy and it's creeped me out. But if it's like a slow, oh, if you like slow horror, and you don't want to be like scared shitless, but want some eerie vibes, I would go for it. It's very art-house And it's house aesthetically friendly. pleasing. Very yeah, art-house friendly, art house friendly aesthetically pleasing. The very acting art. is good. I would say the acting is great, but yeah, I feel like hmm, I feel like if I was to compare it to The Witch, it which came out, you know, only a few years, Two years before, before Hagazusa yeah. did. Two years before, I think it's too close to both of them being released and i have to compare them and i think the witch was just like a million times better whereas oh yeah 100 100 whereas i think where i think lucas fiegel Fie, fiegelfeld like sort of is just like i'm finishing art school this is my contribution and here's loads of crowdfunded money and it's really easy slow aesthetic film about mountains and it's going to be a bit witchy with like really um sort of like generic witch symbolisms like blood and skulls and I don't know I felt like it was kind of like that like I did like the film but for me personally I feel like I wanted more out of it. I don't it's know.
0: quite shallow <laughs> I thought. I found myself getting quite wound up. The first 20 25 minutes has some potential you know it deals with some really interesting and you know important ideas you know uh, about sort of misogyny mental illness child abuse and it just totally disregards all potential for the sake of some arty farty wanky doodly sort of premise where you know instead it's dealing with like heady ideas it's she's staring at a rock or some trees in the in the out bush somewhere mm. i feel in this film there is like a 70 80 minute really interesting really creepy really scary really mm. taboo breaking film and it's just wasted. The whole thing is just wasted.
2: That's probably the scariest part of the film. <laughs> the, so, yeah, I, I it was really nice to watch, but I think it would have been a better film if it was like forty minutes long. I reckon it would have so, been a great short film.
1: <laughs> they could have cut maybe like ten minutes, but I think the fit. It was a slow burn film. Like I know pa- Paolo, you don't like slow burn. You don't, you hate Thai West, like you that hate that. Thai I West, so exactly you hate that. Thai West.
2: I like slow cinema, I like slow films, but this one, but this one just, I don't know. I think, I think it's how really well made, made for
1: such a moment. After the witch. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, it's its own thing. But with like the fraction of the budget. And yeah. I think, yeah, that was new set in New England. And this is said in Germany, for a film with such a low budget. It's almost like he did this his film his whole his whole self. Like he was like the wrote yeah. the, the film, director. You're right.
2: You're right. He's getting the budget, yeah. like
1: he's doing a lot. I, I respect his for props. someone
2: for someone's graduation film. You're right. It's amazing. Exactly. Daughter, he's just come out like, of uni. and he's
3: of
0: this. exhibition.
2: I get. that I think But at the six. same okay.
0: time, you would come away and go, just what a dick. You know, he's just basically taken the camera and shoved it up his rear. You know, if, if you watch this movie, basically inviting the director to sit in, you know, the corner of your room and have wow. a whack and just... <laughs> he's, he's literally just, like, pontificating over how wonderful he is. It's so unbearable.
1: Oh, my God. What a load of hogwash. What a load of hogwash.
0: Even at the end, spoilers, she eats her baby. She doesn't even eat She takes a little nibble and then she spends ten minutes trying to choose this tiny little bit of skin.
2: I don't even think that you'd want to eat. No, 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 I'm sorry. I think what's it called? I think wait, I think one interesting fact about the film is is that he I saw in an interview that he said that his mother grew up in the same in the same town that it was shot and she would always tell him she would always tell him stories about, you know, like the old tales of witches, you know, but she grew up hearing about her grandmother. I think I think the inspiration that he got for this film was close to home for him. It was about his mum and like sort of like the past histories of the town that she grew up in, which I think is really lovely. I think that's Yeah, Paolo, you're a hater. Paolo,
3: Paolo, you're just being a hater. (laughs) I hate this movie.
2: I'm proud of it. Yes, I'm proud of hating this film. He's not a hater. He hates it. (laughs)
1: nah you know what we could we could argue for for time so it's on shudder if i hope you skipped over the spoilers it's on shudder i still recommend it don't listen to Paula.
2: <laughs> and it's on amazon
1: yeah you know what? watch the movie and then tell and then tell us who's right who's right am i, am I right yeah all right Zach's i'm right? kind
2: of in the middle i hate She's it, and love it but, you know i'm yeah. in the middle Sorry to be that person, but that's me today.
1: Yeah, our first mixed response. It's almost—it's like a yeah, barely even a recommendation, but it's there.
2: I want to love to hate it. I want to love it and I want to hate it. That's that's my whole point. It's just like I would love to love it because it's beautiful, but I hate it because it ain't that good. A hundred percent. And like
0: it. I said, you know, it touches on really interesting and topical and important ideas, and it just wastes it for the for the sake of video art house snobbery and it just goes on and on and on and on and you know the last the, the last yeah. shot is just this single long take of someone putting a fire and it, just end the film please
2: i think in that case i think in uh, that but, case yeah. i think he was probably really trying to depict like the inner psyche of someone going through sort of like Psychosis and like mental health issues is just being absolutely alone that sort of like fear of isolation and mm. like actually depicting that. And if you were alone, it would be a lot of silence and a lot of exactly listening to your own breath, which is what the film is exactly. So, yeah, go for it, <laughs> just go for it. It's um, I watch it with my sister, and she's not very into horror. She thought that her her one comment on on the whole film, which I thought was pretty funny, she just looked at me at the end and was like, "The bitch is crazy," and that was her <laughs> only comment.
1: <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Now the Holy Ghost will descend on you in the shape of lovely white dogs.
3: Nice rooster, go on, run, <laughs> Come on, to- run. <laughs> Mark of the devil. It's a sacred duty to tell us the truth. Name just one of the accomplices, and the executioner will stop the torture. Confess, confess that you've been guilty of witchcraft. We must not let her die yet. I want confessions, not corpses. Stop that witch! <laughs> <laughs> Mark of the devil. Are you afraid? I am the witch finder in this town. Is that clear? Be happy. You mustn't say things like that. Why? It's so beautiful here. My lord? She made a pact with the devil in the shape of a man. And after, she let the devil fornicate with her, making the men impotent. Uh, this Vanessa, for example. She's falsely the... accused. Don't become soft. She is a witch. A beautiful girl, I grant you, but a witch. She will confess. Angelina. <laughs> There he is, Mark of the Devil. The prisoner has been sentenced to have his head cut off according to the law of the land. It has also been decreed that all his earthly possessions be delivered to the church for safekeeping until disposed of by the Lord Bishop. In Europe, between the 15th and 19th centuries, it is estimated nearly 8 million people were convicted of heresy and executed by fanatical witch hunters in order to save their souls. In front of death, I thank you for your mercy. For having me freed from the terrible agony of torture. Witch. 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 Witch.
0: And that was the trailer for Mark of the Devil. In Germany, it's also known as Witches Torture Till They Bleed. It's a West German horror film directed by British director the Film takes place in 18th century Austria, where witchfinder general Albino, played by cinema legend Reggie Nandler, who was in everything from *The Man Who Knew Too Much*, *The Bird with the Crystal Plumage*, and *Salem's Lot*, is ruling with an iron fist until Christian, Lord's Cumberland, new official witchfinder, takes over. Christian is played by Euro legend Udo Kier, who was in *Suspiria*, *Flesh for Frankenstein*, *Doctor Jekyll*, and *Brawl in the Cell Block 99*. Olivia Katrana, who was in nothing else of interest after this, plays Vanessa Benedict who is accused of being a witch by Albino after she denounces an advance he tries to take upon her. Striking up a romantic interest, Christian and Vanessa begin an uncertain relationship. Upon Lord Cumberland's arrival, played by Austrian heavyweight Herbert Loom, who was in The Dead Zone, Pink Panther and Spartacus, the town's witch trials begin, Olivia is one of the accused and soon the tortures and the true horrors of man are unveiled. The director, Michael Armstrong, who rose to fame with his short called Image with David Bowie, which became famous for being one of the first Short movies rated X for violence. His other contributions to horror are The Haunted House of Horror and Mark of the Devil 2. However, this movie remains his biggest and most controversial hit. The film was based on a script written by Armstrong. This annoyed producer Adrian Hoover. This is due to the production company picking Armstrong's script over Hoover. It is said that Hoover's script was completely different to the eventual film and was much more of a copy of Witchfinder General and in the climax contained Hell opening up and taking Hudo's character down to hell with him. The original title was going to be Witchfinder Doctor Dracula. The production of this film was reportedly quite difficult. Much like most European films made at the time, there was frequent miscommunication because the cast and crew who all spoke different languages including German, Italian, Czechoslovakian and English to name a few. And due to his sourness, Adrian Hoover would usually be incredibly incredibly combative with director Michael Armstrong, constantly arguing over the smallest details and even going so far as to cut bits out of Armstrong's final edit. And due to Hoover being friends with the film cinematographer, the two Widry film sequences based on Hoover's original script without Armstrong's knowledge. Other meddling also included a limited number of scripts on set. This all led to Hoover and Armstrong immensely disliking each other. During the early 80s, the film was involved in the video Nazi scandal and was under the Obscene Publications Act in the UK. The BBC made seven cuts, totalling in 4 minutes and 27 seconds. The film is now released uncut since of 2013. So onto the film's content. Mark Thelva is more about the evils of man, and it focuses in detail the horror and pain man and medieval torture devices can inflict. No one in this film is a particularly good person. The closest thing to a good character is Edo Kies Christian, and even his character is pretty awful in today's standards. His character is an evangelical fanatic who in part is responsible for the murder of the townsfolk. Abano is an utterly repelling character, slimy and grossed, a mixed with the real feel for sadism and power Then there's Lord Cumberland, who's a rapist and just an outright brute. And then there's Vanessa, who will sleep with any other man than Udo Kheer at the drop of a hat. I feel this moral corruption that all these characters exhibit is part of a larger point about the witch trials in general that the filmmakers were trying to push over. Though the film doesn't really try and go any deeper than this, than the idea that these men are bad, doing awful things to people in the name of God and their superstitious fear. The film does exceedingly well at creating a decaying atmosphere that perfectly depicts the rampant cruelty and random accusations. Visually, the film is interested in showing violence in close detail, and unlike other Euro horror movies at the time, the violence is not glamorous or stylish. It's very matter-of-fact and quite brutal. There's a number of close-ups with devices, such as thumbscrews, whipping, stretching racks, stabbing, and of course, witch burnings. This again links to the overall message of the very brutal and real horror of the real world. All of these emotions are conveyed through the fantastic cast with Udo Kia, Herbert Loom and Reggie Andler, who really helped bring the film to life. And all these are really strong character actors who help bring out the corruption and the, the, the grim feeling that this film has. It's it's very much an exploitation film, but doesn't make any pretense about it. The vibe is very much a, a black metal metal album in a sense.
2: I this film this film for me I think was really really hard to watch because I think it was the whole time it was just This woman and all the women in the film just being tortured. It it was torture (laughs) porn.
1: It honestly was. It was torture porn. It is the first, but it was really good. Yeah, it was. I really
2: like the music in the film. I think was like weirdly amazing. You're like, where did that come from? But the it was literally. I think it's like. It sounds like the Cannibal Holocaust i think it's a great depiction of like what which what how witches were dealt with back then yes. or how they were treated yes. literally men calling women witches for um not sleeping you know, with them not agreeing to sleep with them not giving them what they want not letting them touch them up or like you know what is it is it udokir the um the original town witch finder in the film i think rapes one of the women no that's the albino and you know albino so yeah sorry albino rapes one of the women and now this woman is being put to trial for having a child with the devil and the whole time she's being tortured and asked to confess oh you know tell us who your baby father is we know it's the devil and she's there like bro it was it was albino he raped me and they don't believe her the entire time even when albino has been called out for like you know being a scumbag and I thought it was just really sad, and that's probably how a lot of women's lives were back during the. Witch. Yeah,
1: Udo Kier comes the witch to the to the main, the main witch, whatever j- judge, and uh, he says, "Oh, we know these people are innocent. Why do we still do this?" And it's like we can't show weakness. We we're already too far into it. We have to show the other townspeople. We have to keep them in line, and. Even though Witchfinder General is actually based on real character, it's very loosely based. This was way more genuine, and it's way more brutal than Witchfinder General. I think this is a superior movie to Witchfinder General.
2: I think it might be. I think it's a superior movie. I think it was. I think even though it was quite hard to watch and it was quite like, oh my god, um, I think it was way better. I think it was almost like a bit campy, like yeah, <laughs> like it was. sort of like the, the costume design, the costume yeah, design was like, yeah, like yeah. you know, it, they were too the clothes were too fresh and everyone looked great and like the main woman had beautiful long hair and it sort of was just like even though the story was taken from the time, I think it like the elements of like the way it was shot and the costume design and stuff was made it a bit more fun, I think.
0: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Even the bit with the guys being tortured from a, for his money. And the line is, uh, give up, you know, if we kill you, we're going to have your money. If you confess, we're going to kill you, and we're going to have your money anyway. And that whole sequence, I feel, just encapsulates Mm, the the corruption corruption of these characters and the entire time.
1: It's a real video nasty. You you, You can see why this film was cut heavily and even banned in the UK. Like, some of the scenes are so graphic for what, 1971? Is that when it's released? Yeah. So graphic for the time.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: But the uncut version I saw, you couldn't see that in a, in films today. It wouldn't be released in theatre, at least. No way. The uncut version is very graphic. Very graphic. Where did it's, you watch it's the great...
2: uncut version?
1: Where did I watch it? That's a good question. I'm trying to think. I,
2: do. I think I watched mine on YouTube. There's a great... I think, I'm 100% sure I watched it on YouTube, yeah. Oh, cool. Well,
1: 1970, the film was released. Uh, I think I just have a copy on my laptop. Where is where is it available to stream, though? that That's a better question for our audience. I know Arrow released an uncut copy a few years back, and that's good. Uh, you can stream it on Amazon. You can stream on Amazon, Google Play, okay. YouTube, and iTunes.
2: Oh, uh, see? I did watch it on YouTube then. Oh yeah, no,
1: yeah, 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 Amazon. I think that's why I watched it originally. Is there anything else you want to say about this film? I I think it's great. I think it's the most most powerful films of all all the ones we discussed.
2: Yeah, I think out of all the ones we've watched, I think it's the best.
0: It makes its point. Maybe not in the most artistic manner, but it's not trying to be.
1: It's it's a punch in the face. You need a shower afterwards. If you wanted an accurate depiction of witch hunting back in the day, and which was this uh, on, <laughs> is it
2: which wasn't a lot of hunting and way more pointing fingers. Mm. <laughs> There's no
0: supernatural element or witches no, at all.
2: No, not at all. It's just a lot of torture, mm. which is you know still stands today. Abuse of power.
0: You know it's so on the nose, not in a in a bad sense where it treats the audience like idiots, but it's you know it's got a set mantra it sets out to do a certain thing and it's gonna do it you know the whole film kind of revels in being kind of nasty and mean-spirited and it's you know nihilistic i love it and there's no real pretense to what it is which is does nice.
2: anyone know more about the guy who wrote the score because i think he is underrated <laughs> i don't i just know it just sounds like
3: the theme
2: to cannibal holocaust
1: michael holm it's so,
2: orchestr- it's so orchestral it's almost like it doesn't fit with the film like apparently he was
1: big in germany it. he was born in poland german singer musician songwriter, record producer michael holm mm. he's got a ton of albums
2: are they on spotify
1: i feel th- yeah, i think this is uh one of the f- only few films he composed so that was part one come back for part two well, we'll continue our conversation on witches
2: thank you for listening
0: yeah thank you thank you so much and thanks for the love on uh, social media too
2: and thank you for finally having me on the podcast
0: well thank you for being here i of can't least. wait to to carry on thank you so much people
2: all i'm gonna say is i'm here to stay bitches
3: the power of three will set us free the power of three will set us free the power of three will set us free.